0: This is Kim Belorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated. Today, I am thrilled to welcome my friend, Tracy Salingo. Tracy is a healing practitioner who, in her own words, spent over 20 years creating messages for different mediums and advertising, only to discover that she was a medium channeling messages. During our conversation, Tracy shared the truth about who really has the power to heal and how it all works. I am super excited for you to hear what she has to say, so we're gonna jump right on in. Just start by, um, you are you're a healer. And while you're one of my very favorite people in the world and I know what you do, will you just tell my audience a little bit about what healing is and
1: how you heal? So um, I don't like to say that I'm a healer. You don't? No, I don't. I, oh, I like to say that I do healing. Okay, And that I offer, um, I offer healing to others so that they may heal on their own, right? Okay. Because I feel like when you say that, um, when you label someone as a healer, even though everybody does it, um, it kind of puts those powers someplace other than ourselves. So mm. I am a healer for myself. Yes, I, I actively work on self-healing all the time. And I'm a healing practitioner for others, so I open up the door and I I flow energy in the way that I flow it, with the hope that they can take that experience and really bring themselves back into a place where they realize how whole they are, um, which is how I define healing. Right, just coming back to the recognition that you're not broken, that you're not fragmented, that you are a part of a very large and beautiful connected universe.
0: I want to go back for a second and um, just highlight how important the distinction is um, with the correction that you you made right at the beginning of our conversation. Because before I met you, I was one of those people who thought that, quote, air quotes, um, healers were people of extraordinary powers. I honestly did. I thought that Somebody who had the ability to heal was sort of chosen or had something special that other people didn't. And what you teach and what you have allowed me to see, and so many others, is that we are all essentially able to heal ourselves and that there is no, you know, superpower that quote unquote healers have. And, um, it's really one of the coolest things in the whole entire world to, to realize, but I think a lot of people don't know that. So will you share a little bit more about that and also how you came to know this,
1: this truth? Sure. So there is a, there is a really big distinction between people who do it and people who, as you say, think it's just this other gift. And I hear that all the time. People will say, oh, you're so gifted. And my answer is always, no, I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it for myself first and foremost, because I I cannot understate how important that is, that your experience is with yourself first. And I'm also willing to be that channel, to, to open myself up and allow that life force energy, which is what it is, to flow through to another person. So, you know, there are times when when absolutely positively people need to visit someone who's willing to do this for them because they're blocked, because they're stuck, because they're just, they're in a spot. Mm -hmm. But I can also tell you that um, usually when people have an experience, when they go and they're open and they're they're willing and they're ready for the miracle, I like to say, and it happens, then they want to know how to do it. And everyone can do it. We are all little bundles of energy roaming around on planet earth. We are all connected to life force energy. If we weren't, we would be dead. And this energy flows through our subtle body system. So it's, it's how we connect with others. Like if you've ever, if you've ever had a thought, maybe with your kids, especially where you just, you know that they're going to call you and then the phone rings, right? You have those moments of those little sparks of connection, that's the energy system flowing. And that's the energy system at work. And so it's impossible for someone to be gifted about this. Like it's, mm. it is a gift when you recognize that you have it and everybody has it. So everybody's gifted.
0: I love that. right? And it's also so, it's such a bummer, right? That we assume when we have those moments that it's a fluke. Right? Like we'll say, oh, that was so weird. I was just thinking about you and you called me. That's so freaky. When it's not freaky at all and it's not random at all, but we refuse to accept that that's a real thing and that it really does happen.
1: Well, you know, for a really long time, um, people who do any sort of mystical work, have just sort of not been really regarded as um, normal, right? <laughs> normal is so boring. Who wants to be normal? It's so boring. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> but people, you know, people have been regarded as crazy and weird for just recognizing that connection. And I, I mean, I would give you a million dollars if you could put someone in front of me who has never, ever, experienced one of these experiences, who's never had that moment of complete and utter awe of where they are, who's never had a connection with another person, who's never had a dream. I mean, it's just, it's the natural way. It's sad that it has been kind of dismissed, but it's also great that it's coming back into the fray and that I really think people are waking up and I really think people are starting to recognize this and appreciate it and find out where they can embrace it in their own life, in their own body. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, So I don't want to take us in another direction, but I do just have to make this comment that I honestly think the reason that this is something people don't want to believe is because it can't be controlled. And so it's so terribly threatening because It's not something that humans have control over. And so we can't manipulate the story. We can't manipulate the narrative. We can't use it to our advantage. And therefore, it's just so much easier to dismiss
1: it. I agree with that. And I also agree that it's so empowering that once you recognize that you are in, you, you're not in control of it, but there are things you are in control of, right? So (laughs) Once you recognize that and once you tap in and connect in that way, once you you know I hate to use the word "surrender" because I feel like that word is thrown around a lot, but once you trust mm-hmm. that that this is this is a safe bet, then it it just changes everything you know there are there are things, and I always tell this to people there are things that you 're in control of you know we're wired to use our um, Our intuition—it's there. That—that is an an instrument that is just engineered into us, and it comes through the senses. So, we have the senses—the very gross senses that are actually feeling, actually touching, actually seeing, hearing. When you tap into your intuition, you experience those senses, but you don't experience them in a physical way. So, when it happens, you can't really quite put your finger on it because there's really nothing to put your finger on. It's like, it's like mist coming through your pores. Almost. I was walking with my husband um, just the other day. We were on this road that we love to walk on. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it had to do with nature and it had to do with how, um, how beautiful of a fall we've experienced, even though this is probably the worst time we've ever experienced in our lives. And I swear I just walked through someone's cigarette smoke and my grandmother was, she's one of my, my very big guides and she was a huge, heavy smoker. And I said to my husband, did you smell that? Because there was like a little hill. So maybe somebody could have been over there. And he was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't smell anything. And I was like, oh, Nana's here. <laughs> you uh- know. So it's, it's things like that. And I know that people experience these things. And so they come at us, but let me tell you, if I, if I didn't want to experience that, and this happens to people a lot, they have an experience and they get terrified. Like what happened? I woke up in the middle of the night and you know, my great grandmother was at the foot of my bed and they don't know what to do it with it. And they don't know how to process it. So they just shut it down because you are actually in control of what you are willing to be open to. Mm. Like otherwise everybody would walk around recognizing that they're fully capable of energy healing through their hands, but they don't because they think it's not for them. They think it belongs to someone else. And that is nothing more than just closing yourself off to the subtle energy that's around you. So, if I hear you correctly, you're saying
0: that everybody is able to heal, and that really all you have to do is be open and willing to do it.
1: That's it. Mystery solved. Wow, <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> and there's this whole industry out there telling us that you know we have to pay people thousands of dollars for the secret, and yet there is no secret out there. Hmm.
1: There is. How no interesting. Secret. The secret is how do you get out of your own way? The secret is how do you recognize how profound this is, right? And that's recognizing, again, coming back to wholeness, that's recognizing that you are a part of something so much bigger than yourself and it's the world outside your door. So let's talk about how, how did you become
0: so aware of all this possibility? Because I know that at one point you were a professional in marketing.
1: <laughs> yep. So I spent my career as a copywriter, my early career, I guess, as a copywriter, and um, eventually opened up an agency in our small town where we live and was going at a pretty good clip and enjoying it. And then I got bored <laughs> and I made a career shift at that time, and that did not work. And then um, I made another really quick shift. And this was happening because I was just, I was just hustling. I was just looking for something better. I was, you know, just in that weird spot of feeling like nothing was really enough. And on the outside, Kim, everything looked just fine. Even the two miserable job changes looked completely fine. And at the end of that, that second change, I just came to terms with how unhappy I was. Um, I was super depressed. I was filled with shame because nothing was working and, um, and, you know, I was watching my kids grow up and it's just like no pieces fit together on the outside. Everything should have been perfectly fine. And it really wasn't. And so I decided instead of just sitting there and wallowing in that and not really knowing what to do, I just started telling people about it, you know? Hey, how's it going? Well, not really great. (laughs) Totally depressed at this massive failure. And my husband was super supportive. He said, take as much time as you want to figure this out, but figure it out. And I spoke with a friend of mine who said, look, you know, the best thing for you to do would be to go back to doing the one thing you love doing, which is writing. And that was the only advice that made any sense to me. I was like, I can do that. I can hold a pen in my hand for 10 minutes a day. And that's what I did. And I, st- I slowly started writing just, uh, just journal entries. And eventually I started a blog called Twisted Pinky because I realized that the thing that got me in this place was that I kept promising everything to the world and nothing to myself. Wow. So I started writing one promise a week on this blog that nobody read, <laughs> only my mother. And... Um, and eventually, I really started feeling great, and I went on Facebook and started a Facebook page for it. Just maybe the only good Facebook story I have. And um, <laughs> and on Facebook, you know, I mean, to stay relevant, you have to post every day. So I started posting not full blog posts; I would do that once a week, but every day I would post a promise. And now this is over the course of two years that all of this is happening, just to give you a time frame. Um, I started to realize that if I wrote a good promise, that good promise came true. And if I wrote a bad one, like stay away from toxic people, they were just like thrown in my path. Wow. Yeah. And it was every day. Now I didn't know anything about the law of attraction. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff whatsoever. I was just kind of like, what is going on? Okay. I get it. I'm going to write good things. I am going to just totally focus on good things and everything changed. So doors started opening. I started noticing that I was curious about certain things and I um, I took an energy clearing class, which cleared so much for me. It was, just, I went in just learning. I wanted to learn the practice of energy clearing again, not even knowing what it was. And it was like, I don't know. It was like somebody put a fire hose in me. I just, everything, everything shifted. Um, and from there I took a six week class, um, about tapping into your spirituality. I actually was bold enough to send her a note and say, I don't think I fit your description on your sales page. Um, I'm not really lost cause I didn't feel lost anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not really lost. I'm not really this and not really that. Should I do it? And she, and she just very nonchalantly said, well, if it's right for you, you'll get a sign. And my people usually get feathers. And so that night I was watching TV with my husband. I think we were watching The Voice and a woman came out on stage. And and this was literally like right after the email exchange. She came out on on stage wearing these huge wings and started singing, and all these feathers dropped on top of her on the stage. And I was like, I'm signing up.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And that really has been the way that my journey has gone. It's been, like, recognizing the depth of the conversation that you can have with the world around you when you tune into it. That's amazing. So, yeah. I have goosebumps. I know, but it's like, I'm sure you have these experiences, too. Like the, it, It's just like when you stop and when you recognize them, they pile up. It's like, it's like the universe is saying, all right, we've got a live one over here. Let's just, (laughs)
0: it is, I mean, it is true. It is true. When you are open to it and you start paying attention, it's, it's amazing what you start to see.
1: Well, and I mean you're a communication professor, right? So selective perception, am I getting it right? I, yes, ma'am. I'm trying a to get back into college, but A plus plus <laughs> But you know, when you when you it's it's what you focus on that just continues to manifest. It's what, yes. you continue, what you continue to notice. And so, oh my goodness, especially right now, why not why not really make sure that the lens is super clear? and super focused on good things.
0: It's such, it's such a great point because we do tend to look for things that reinforce what we already believe in just every aspect of life. And so if you do focus on good or possibility or curiosity, right. then that's just going to keep showing up. Absolutely. So for people who are listening who are now really curious What would be
1: a really great way to start? I think the simplest way to start is to start by just asking, to start by saying, I am open to this. Because look, you're either open to it or you're not, Mm -hmm. right? Um, If you have relatives, we all have relatives who have passed over who are our little support staff, really getting in conversation with them is a great place to start. You can set up an altar in your home and it doesn't have to be complicated. An altar can be a picture of your grandmother on your bedroom dresser. That's that's enough. Or whoever that special person is. Um, so asking, actively mm-hmm. asking, actively noticing too. We have, you have to slow down. You have to slow down and you have to not dismiss things.
0: I think that is probably the biggest challenge is, I, I'm so aware of people who will say, you know, okay, they'll ask, they'll ask the question or, you know, show me this thing. And then there is a sign or there'll be an answer. And they're like, yeah, not that, <laughs> no, no, not that. Um, or, you know, assuming that it's, it's not really what it is. And so I think it's, you know, suspending your disbelief and being willing to just
1: be like, yeah, okay, that's, that's really cool. That's actually there. That's actually happening. I will tell you, I mean, I've, so I've been in this zone now since 2010 and I will still on occasion say, please give me a sign. And then I'm like, okay, how about one more there, champ? <laughs> <laughs> yes, to be sure. One more, one more, you know, and, and we tend to do that at the big scary places, but that's the trust factor. So that's the place where you have to sort of say, all right, I'm going to take a chance because here's the thing. Usually, when you're at that point where you're asking for a sign, it's because you're in a place that you want to shift out of. Mm -hmm. Or you're in a place where you need, you really need to feel that connection. And the irony of that is that we're also creatures that really don't like to change that much. And so we want the shift and we're afraid to make it. And so you, you have to suspend the fear in that place and you have to like trust that no matter how it works out, because it doesn't always work out in a great way. I mean, I've lear- I have learned a lot of really hard lessons that, and I'm sure I will continue to learn them, but in retrospect, there were, they were necessary. They were just part of the path. And so coming into that place where you can ask for the shift, you can be open to it, but you have to be willing to walk through the door too. And I think we all need a door right now. Heck yes, we do. And it might be the size of a mouse hole, but that's what we need. We got to squeeze through there, you know? So um, just getting quiet, being okay with yourself. Um, believe it or not, you can, you can like shift everything just by listening to music, you know, light heels, getting outside, writing, get, engaging yourself in whatever thing that helps you lose your sense of time and space and going back as i did back in 2010 to the one thing what's the one thing go do that so just just do it just live your life without apology right i mean yes little by little it doesn't have to turn your entire world upside down it doesn't it just will definitely make it a little bit better and
0: even a little bit better is so wonderful especially right now
1: um, yeah and you just have to recognize when these things are happening, right? Yeah. Just back to that. Just accept it. Accept that that you deserve that. Accept that you're worthy of that. Accept that you have that connection, that you received that gift. Right. Yeah. That's and the that, gift part of it.
0: Absolutely. And that yeah. it's not up to someone else to save you. I mean, I think that's oh yeah. That's one of the coolest things I think to understand that it isn't something that someone else has. And right. so I hope that people listening today will, will, you know, there's so much good in this podcast, but to just understand that this isn't something that only a few people have, but that absolutely everyone does. And it's available right now. And you've given strategies of things, you know, you can start to do this minute, the minute, you know, we hit stop to feel better and
1: happier and and more complete. So Yeah. And I think the only thing I would love to add would be that um, as you're nodding off to sleep at the end of the day, or as you're waking up and you haven't quite jumped out of bed and grabbed your phone yet, to just place your hands on yourself, place your hands on your abdomen or your legs or your head, wherever, over your heart. um, And just take a few deep breaths and just visualize this energy moving through your hands. And just stay there for just three minutes. So three minutes every day, twice a day. By the end of the week, you are going to notice something. I promise. Amazing. I promise.
0: I love it. You heard her. She promises.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If people want to get in touch with you, how do they reach you? They can reach me at themorningchannel.com. That's the best place to land. And they can sign up and go through a little bit of this process that I talked about with you today. So I send a newsletter out every morning. It's a one-liner. Um, it's, it starts off by saying, hello, love, because you are love. So reminding people that they're love and then giving them just a tiny little place to anchor in for the day. That's a good thought about something. They're all really random. So it's a great place to start just to see how much life shifts when you plug into a little bit of goodness. Mm -hmm.
0: I can can say I love those messages. They're literally the best thing to see in the morning. And and they always feel exactly right. That's (laughs) the thing. They just do. Um and I imagine that's true of everyone who reads them. You know, like just it just lands. It's like exactly what you need to hear. So, thank you. Um, I'm so glad. Well, thank you so so much for taking the time today. This was awesome and um I loved thank it you. and I know I know that my listeners are going to love it too. And I thank hope you. they take your awesome advice because everybody will feel better very very soon if they do. This is Kim Balorchi, and you've been listening to Boldly Stated. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite free streaming service and also rate the show and even leave us a review. Also, we're starting a new segment where I'm going to be answering a listener's question every week. All you have to do is write me at kim at boldlystated.com, send me whatever question you want, and I will get back to you. Even if I don't use it on the show, I will still personally answer each and every question I receive. Until next time, keep it real and say it boldly.